Hello. All right, finally got it all set up. So we're fucking live here. What we're calling the Tamale Compound. It's about ten forty-eight in the morning on a Saturday. So it's November thirteenth, right? Twenty twenty-one. The Joe Madness Show, something like live on the stereo app. She's gonna be. It's gonna be going on the uh, Joe Madness Show podcast stay tuned for that gonna upload it later on so we're out here slinging tamales in front of the mexican joint family dollar rent center all that shit you know you got them uh what is it 20 a dozen 10 for half got the beef venison pork the spicy pork it'll make your butthole cry right that's what i like saying I don't know why. <laughs> but you know what? If you eat the motherfucker, it, it might make you cry, you know, in a couple of spots. So there's that. But, yeah, it's going to be a good day, though. You know, I think yesterday we uh, we made pretty good money, you know. It's not bad. It's not bad for, uh, for a gig that, you know, it's out of your home, basically. Cook a little, little bit and then... Uh, the next day, you go out and sell them, right? I mean, it's pretty fucking wild, you guys. Like, I think we had a, a long talk about this yesterday. It was about, I don't know, 45 minutes talking about tamales, and then we talked about God for another 45. And, you know, it kind of is what it is, man. You know? It was a great fucking day. I love it. Today, though, I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. I just figured I'd uh, record a little bit. And then we'll see what happens. You know, I, I think that <clears throat> let's just kind of shoot off the cuff a little bit, though. Um, you know, we had a situation where somebody rolled up and it was like, yo, how much are your tamales? And then we're like, this is the price. And they're like, well, $20. And, you know, it's, it's one of them things, though. I can kind of see it both ways of it because, you know, obviously this is what I do, right? You know, if you're just out there looking for something to eat, probably not for you, right? I mean, if you're like one of them cats that goes to like Taco Bell and you're like, yo, that fucking uh, bean burrito sounds fucking amazing for 50 cents. Probably not for you. You know what I'm saying? But if you're going to a place specifically for something and you're like, man, you know what? I enjoy quality shit. I enjoy something that tastes amazing. Something different, something 
hot ready, I guess. I don't know. Whatever, whatever it is you want to call it, right? Then you might be willing to pay $20 for something, you know? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I still get fucking mind blown every time, you know, people are just willing to drop a good amount of money on fucking tamales, brother. Like, that's so fucking wild to me. You know, there's been plenty of fucking times that uh, you kind of roll up somewhere and then, you know, back in the days where we used to just kind of go places and, and just kind of sell them, you know, there's been a couple of occasions where people would spend a hundred dollars or more on some fucking tamales. <laughs> I think it's fucking hilarious. I really do. I don't know. I think it's like one of the funniest things. <laughs> Anyways, though, um, Let's talk about some shit, though. I, I think uh, something that was on my mind that I just kind of mentioned yesterday casually. Um, I was thinking about that movie Titanic and about this other movie called Figureheads. I think that's what it's called, Figureheads. The figureheads, is, if you don't never heard of it, it's, it's basically about, you know, some, some black females that were part of the NASA space program back in the 60s. So... Apparently, they paid, played an integral part in getting man in the U.S. into space back in that timeline. Back when the Russians were kicking our fucking ass when it came to the space program. They relied on these females. And they called them computers, no less. They called them computers. And basically what they did, their job was to calculate... Um, just basically anything having to do with math. So trajectory, um, which way the, the fucking uh, spaceship was going to go, where it was going to land. I mean, just basic calculations for them. I mean, for us, I mean, it's just, you know what? You look at it and you're like, man, I got nothing. Two hours later, you still ain't got nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's all fucking crazy it was when it came to these calculations. But to to these females and a bunch of other people, it was basically like, hey, one plus one equals two, right? So I was sitting there asking myself a question, though. I was like, yo, what if you put that movie Titanic head-to-head against that movie called Figureheads? Like, which one is the better fucking movie? You know, it, it's crazy, though. Titanic is is a, is a wild fucking movie in its own right. And I say that because you already know what happens at the end of the fucking movie. And you still sat there for fucking three hours watching a movie that you already knew the ending to. And it's not like, spoiler alert, you know what I mean? It's not like somebody came up to you and was like, yo, let me tell you about this movie Titanic, and they spoiled it for you. It's like, nah, bitch, it already happened, you know? It's already in, in the historical books that it went down because it's a factual thing. It, it wasn't made up, right? For the most part. I mean, I, I don't know about this story about the old lady and uh, the big old ornament, you know? And I call it an ornament, but... You know, I guess it's basically a big-ass fucking necklace. And it's just like, wow. This man 
her partner, I guess, her future husband was like, yo, I'm going to give you this necklace and I guess we're getting married or whatever. I don't know. You know, and it's not like she even wore it either. If you pay attention in the movie, she always kept it in the safe. So it kind of, you know, begs the question. It's like, what's the point of having that if you're not going to fucking wear it? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you got a customer. How's it going, brother? You're back. You want some of that pork? Half a dozen? How's your day going? Just starting out for the day? Oh, really? Yeah, it's a nice cold morning. Yeah, it is a little different on this side. I noticed that. It gets a little uh, warmer on the the south side for some reason. Yeah, Amarillo. Where is Amarillo? Where is that? Oh, man, okay. Oklahoma? Okay. Oh, I got you. Amarillo's cold. It's windy too. (laughs) Yeah. You could put a lot of states in there, yeah, for sure. Well, we appreciate it, man. You have a good day, brother. Thank you. Oh, I don't know. He was just talking about it. How's it going? He's selling 20 a dozen or half a tin. He got pork, beef, uh, medicine. Yes, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these are homemade. Takes a lot of work to make them. It's a grind. (laughs) That cornmeal? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you got to do to it. Yeah, for sure. It's a process. You know, I I think that... uh, yeah, it's probably one of the hardest things to make. I mean, and I, I know how to make a lot of different things. And tamales just seem popular. I don't know why, honestly. You have a good day, ma'am. Thank you.
You guys have a great day. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, so we are back alive from the Tamale Compound. So we're talking about movies, you know, and every now and again, then, you know, we get a, we get somebody roll up wanting some tamales, you know what I mean? And I always think it's a, it's, it's a wonderful experience whenever you speak to these people because um, I think it depends how you speak to them, though, whether or not you're going to get a sale or not. Because you're always going to get these people, you know, and bless their hearts, man. You know, like, I don't like to judge anybody by the way they look and the way they, uh, what they're driving or anything like that, you know, whether or not they have any fucking money. Or, you know, like, that's not my fucking job. I don't think anyways. When it comes to these sales of the uh, tamales, right? Because, Man, I'll tell you all fucking day, man. I've, I've made the most money off of people that look like they're fucking broke as shit. Like, people that got money, you know they got fucking money. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, the people that you're like, whoa. You know, you, you know they got money. And it's been proven, and you can see, and you can tell that they got fucking money. I mean, trying to get them to open their fucking wallets, like, that's a lot of fucking cons, brother. It really is. Like, I'd rather talk to people that actually look like they appreciate what you're doing. Does that make any sense? Because, I mean, all day I can sit here and go toe-to-toe with these people that got money and uh, have that little fight with them, you know? Because if you know anything about having money or not having money, I mean, it comes down to, like, how much are you spending, right? What kind of deals are you getting? You know, there, there's a lot of uh, people out there that are real frivolous with their cash. And the ones that have more than others aren't willing to really open their pocketbooks up too much. If that makes any sense. And that's the reason why they probably got more money than most people. So trying to talk them out of their panties, so to speak, when it comes to cash is <laughs> so fucking hard, man. You, you got to be on your fucking game. You know what I'm talking about. Anyways, uh, so we're talking about movies. I, I brought up the uh, the movie Titanic, and then we got Figureheads. Basically, just kind of saying, which one is the better film? That was the question, right? We kind of talked a little bit about Figureheads, and then we were speaking about Titanic. So, you know, my favorite part of Titanic is when... We get to the end of the movie. Now, the end of the movie, the boat, the ship, is at the bottom of the fucking ocean. It's so far down there, you guys. And then the camera takes you through every fucking room, every nook and cranny, it seems like, when it comes to the ship. And as the video, you know, the camera's going through the, you know, the bowels of the ship, you know? It's coming to life right before your eyes. And I, I just think that's so amazing. And then it gets to the end of the... I, I wouldn't say the end, but, you know, more like toward the middle of the ship. And you see all the characters, and they all look so happy and alive. The ones that died are still there. I mean, it's so fucking awesome, man. I would say that's probably my favorite part of the movie. You know, it's not when... Uh, 
you know, people always talk about Rose as all this fucking this piece of wood. And then Jack is like, Rose. And she's like, I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. I think that's fucking lame as shit. Like, why wouldn't you let go? And eventually she does let go because you know what? The son bitch is fucking dead. He's frozen forever in the fucking ocean. And one could be led to believe that why is he dead if he's fucking frozen? You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker's seriously backing up. All right, never mind. But anyways, so he's frozen in the fucking water. And you're told all the time if you freeze something, then you can keep it uh, fresh way longer. I mean, you, you get told that all the time with, like, food. Like, what the fuck is the difference? I don't understand. Motherfucker's literally frozen in the fucking water, and he's dead. I don't understand. I really don't understand, people. I really don't get it. <sighs> but, yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's the point, right? That's the point. He's fucking frozen. She said, Jack, I'll never let go. And then she fucking let go. Like, and she didn't want to let him on the piece of wood. I mean, that's what happened. It's fucked up, you guys. It really is. You know, I think when it comes to figureheads, though, on the, uh, the other side, like, what is my favorite part of the movie? <clears throat> you know, if you haven't watched the movie, obviously we're talking about it. You know, I would sit here and, and say, you know, one thing that I I really enjoyed watching was just the math happening in the movie. You know, I kind of wish that I, I think my only gripe that I recall was like, hey, man, like I wish they had less family time. You know what I'm talking about? Less of the personal shit and more of the, the math calculations the fucking shit behind the scenes where they're like actually working and making stuff happen. I think that's what bothered me the most about that fucking movie. <clears throat> you know, it's kind of like one of the movies where you're just like, you're so impressed and so in awe over something that you don't even know that that fucking went on. Like, obviously I wasn't fucking born during that time. And I had no idea that they had a bunch of black women they were helping the space program back in the 60s. I think that's fucking amazing. So, yeah, that was my only gripe, though. Um, the best part of that movie, I actually think there was a couple of good parts. You know, the part where um, Kevin Costner, you know, he finally realizes how fucked up is fucked up, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, when... He, he hears this woman, like, literally pour her fucking heart out about having to go half a mile just to go take a piss or take a shit or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, that's fucked up, man. Like, on this episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up, you got to go half a mile just to go relieve yourself. I mean, that's pretty fucked up, you guys. You know, he, he took all his sand when she was like, he was like, where the hell are you going every day? Because she's gone like fucking an hour, you know? Because she has to go take, you know, a shit or something. And everybody else just has to walk out the door, turn the corner, and boom, man. There's the crapper, there's the shitter. I mean, it is what it is. And it's only for white people. 
But if you're black, like these women in the movie, then you have to, you know, take yourself half a mile. It doesn't matter if it's raining, snowing, whatever. You have to make that fucking journey half a mile just to go to the restroom. That That is ridiculous. My nose is so clogged right now. I think I sound like shit, but we are going to continue on. We really are, right? Anyway, so that was one of the the favorite parts of the movie. It wasn't that she had to go half a mile, but, you know, when the some bitch Kevin Costner realized it, you know, it was fucked up, right? The gravity of the situation of it being fucked up, he finally realized the extent of how fucked up is fucked up when it came to that. He went over to that colored sign and he fucking whacked the shit out of it. Not for two minutes, not for four minutes, but a good six, eight, ten minutes. He whacked the shit out of it with a crowbar until he broke it. He looked around. It was white people. It was Negroes. It was fucking whatever color, right? It might have been some Chinese people. I don't know. It was like, yo, we all piss the same fucking color. Go to whichever restroom you want, you know? That, to me, was fucking amazing. I think it was a powerful scene in the movie. I really do. I think it was amazing. You know, and uh, on the flip side, what do I find amazing about Titanic other than uh, the ship coming to life at the end? I find it amazing that the, the, the stupid fucking movie was three fucking hours, man. Like, that's fucking bananas. Like, how do you make a fucking movie three hours long and everybody always already knows the fucking ending? You know, I, I tell you all fucking day, you know, the best, most important part of a fucking movie is the ending. I mean, that's, that's really the only thing that fucking matters is the ending. And the way that Titanic is able to fucking get people to watch it, to sit there for three fucking hours, is nothing less than <laughs> amazing. I mean, come on, fuck out of here. That's crazy. You know, on, on a different note, though, let's talk about a side note real quick, though. You know, and a comedian brought this up, you know, and, and I happened to catch it. I think it was on YouTube. It was like, you know, the same son that was in Titanic, Leonardo DiCaprio, he played a fucking racist in Django, like 20 years later. And he played an amazing fucking racist. I mean, he went from drowning in Titanic, banging Kate Winslet, to playing a, a fucking, uh, what do you call them motherfuckers? Uh, plantation owner slash Negro fighter um, uh, owner slash uh, fucking white cake eating motherfucker. I mean, it was just an amazing fucking movie. I, I love it. I really do. I, I love the shit out of Django. <clears throat> You know, and another amazing character that came out of that fucking movie, um, um, not not a character, but an actor, um, Billy Zane. The world-famous Billy fucking Zane, you guys. Like, my favorite Billy Zane movie is Tells from the Crypt. Um, 
what is it called? Uh, God damn it. What the fuck is Demon Knight? Oh, my God. Demon Knight and Billy Zane. Billy Zane essentially plays the fucking devil, you guys. And he kicks the shit out of that fucking movie. Like, that role. He fucking owned that fucking role. He made that role his bitch, man. That was so fucking awesome. <clears throat> so, Titanic. What, what are some important parts of that fucking movie? Then? Am I missing something here? What is the important fucking parts of the movie? You know, one of the things I found uh, rather interesting was when they're about to board the ship of the Titanic. Like, they're standing next to the ship, and it's just so ginormous. The size of it is just so astronomical compared to them just staring up at it. You know, and they zoom out, and they show you how big that some bitch is, you know, or how big it would have been, right? Who's to know if they made it bigger than what it actually was? I mean, I don't fucking know. But it looked pretty fucking awesome. You know, that's all That's all I'm saying, right? What else we got on, on Titanic? Just trying to think real quick. I mean, it's three fucking hours, man, you know? <clears throat> I really don't even know what the point of the fucking movie is. I mean, I, I guess the point of it was that you're, you're watching a ship that was supposed to be so miraculous. It was supposed to be like a tank. And uh, they considered it to be unsinkable. Like, never in a million years would they have thought that the fucking Titanic ship would have sank. And there it goes. <laughs> there it goes, breaking in half and going underwater, you know. I mean, if you go head-to-head with Titanic and the, the, the other fucking movie is called Figureheads, like, how do you fucking win? Like, how do you pick Titanic over Figureheads? I mean, you talk about an awesome historical value, you know, worth a movie, and you compare it. I mean, they're both historical, obviously, but, I mean, come on, man. Those fucking black bitches took you to space. That's fucking amazing. You know, they were really fucking smart. And they got treated like shit. They could have said, fuck you guys. You know what I mean? At any point in time. And they could have fucking took their services elsewhere. They could have took their services to the Chinese, the Russians, whatever. You know what that movie made me realize? The reason why America sucked a bag of fucking dicks so bad in the 50s, the 40s, the 60s, whatever, is because all they gave a shit about was race. All they saw you as was a color of of the fucking rainbow. And if you weren't white, if you weren't plain Jane Vanilla, they didn't give two fucks about you. You know? Meanwhile, the Russians, the Europeans, whatever. You didn't give a shit about what color of the fucking rainbow you were. As long as you did your fucking job and you were fucking amazing, they treated you fucking amazing. That's just the way it was. Not America, though. America said, you know what? You're not lying. We fucking hate you. But you're smart, though. You're not as smart as me. But 
we're gonna we're gonna bring you in, except you're gonna be part of the colored group, you know, like. Which you know what? In hindsight, being part of the colored group sounds fucking amazing. You know, until you find out what it is, you find out you don't make as much money. You get treated like fucking shit. And you can't use the same restroom as everybody else. I mean, come on. After finding out all of that, you quickly find out that the color group fucking sucks, man. The color group might as well be the group that rides the fucking short bus. Right? Ugh. It's just, it's it's wrong. It's fucked up. And I think that's the reason why you have to go with fucking figureheads. And you can't go with Titanic. I mean, everybody already knew the fucking ending of the movie. Which, you know, that's the biggest point, though. I think I think the Titanic gets its biggest, like, point if it ever gets any in this fucking battle. Because at the end, at the beginning, I mean, no less, you already knew the ending. You already knew the goddamn shit was going to sink. I have no idea why anybody went to go watch the fucking movie. Like, why would you go watch it? I mean, I'm thinking about that shit right now. Like, if you're back in, like, what was it, the 90s? I think it was fucking nice. Okay, so you're seeing, um, you're watching TV, right? You're sitting down with your folks or whatever as a, as a kid. And then the Titanic trailer comes across the fucking screen. You fucking tell me, why the hell would you want to go watch the Titanic? Seriously. I don't fucking understand it. I really don't. It's so crazy. It's so fucking wild. Like, they, they literally could have got away with murder at that point. I mean, if you made the Titanic, don't you think that if you're able to get all that fucking money from the box office and trick people into watching that fucking movie that everybody already knew the fucking ending to, could you not at that point? It's arguable, right? It's fucking arguable that at this point in time, you could fucking get away with murder. I mean, come on. You might as well roll the fucking dice because you're the guy. They came out with that fucking movie, Titanic, right? And you tricked all those fucking people into giving you the fucking money that they very well earned. And come on, most people that went to go watch that fucking movie were poor. I mean, come on, right? So you tricked a bunch of poor people into coming to watch the movie that they already knew the fucking ending to, you guys. That's fucking nothing less than amazing. Like, how does that even happen? I mean, the only question I got right now is, like, were people stupider in the 90s? Is that what it was? Like, if you're able to get tricked into watching Titanic in the 90s, does that make you stupider than the rest of the population? I'm so curious over that. So you know what? Fuck you if you think that Titanic is better better than figureheads. <laughs> right? Fuck you. I, I think I don't know. Figureheads is just an amazing movie. I mean the black lady, her fucking car is like stopped on the side of the road. She gets a fucking uh what was it? A flathead screwdriver and she, she sticks it somewhere in the motor compartment 
And then the fucking car starts. I mean, come on, that's fucking crazy. <clears throat> I mean, I know what she did. It's not really that amazing or spectacular, but you know, for anybody out there who doesn't know anything about a goddamn car, I mean, that's pretty fucking cool, man. You know. You know, and then they're talking about like math. I don't even know anything about math. Maybe that's why I found it so interesting because I'm like, you know what? I don't know shit about this type of math. And uh, I suck at like most types of math. I mean, there's, I don't know how many types of math there are out there, but I literally don't give any shits about any of the math. But then when I watched this movie, I was like, this is so cool. You know what I mean? They make math look fucking amazing. Something about it. Something about the calculations and what they're actually doing. You're like, whoa. So you're telling me that if I learn this type of math, I can figure out how to go to space? That's fucking cool, man. Like, let's get some more of that shit going on. Like, math is like, uh, I don't know, math probably has to do, has to, has to be the devil's work, right? Because you always get something amazing from math. I mean, you can't sit here and say that, you know what, we did not get fucking iPhones and the latest technologies from uh, being stupid, right? There was probably math involved in that shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's math involved in everything, and I fucking suck at math. It's fucking horrible. So we're talking about Titanic the movie versus the movie, I think it's called Figurettes. The movie about the four women. No, I think it's three women that helped the space program back in the 60s. Back when uh, the U.S. was going against Russia, right? And I, I came to the conclusion that, you know what? Figureheads is the better movie. You know? It, it really is. It's the better movie. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. We, we just had a... I don't even know how long of a fucking conversation about two fucking movies. Figureheads and uh, Titanic. So, well, there you go, man. There you go. Simple as that. We are ending this segment, right? We got an intro, a segment all in one fucking uh, piece of audio. So we're, we're out here. Once again, we're live. We're something like live from the Tamale Compound here in Abilene, Texas. Beautiful Abilene, right? It's a little cold outside. We're fucking live. And... Uh, we're slinging tamales, man. You know? It's the underground game of making money, slinging fucking illegal food, right? There's a lot of illegal activities happening around here. Which one's the worst, though? Which What's the worst, though? Is it the tamale selling? Or is it maybe the drugs? Or is it uh, the government um, being in debt trillions of dollars and nobody ever questions, like, hey, man, What's up with that credit score, U.S., United States government? How come you don't have to answer to nobody? What's up with that shit? You know what I'm saying? I mean, who's the real criminal here? Is it um, is it us, the poor people? Is it the U.S. government that owes trillions of fucking dollars? 
stay tuned. Hello. All right, so we are live once again, the Joe Madness Show podcast here on the Stereo app. So we're still out here slinging tamales. It's an amazing thing. Just kind of sit out here, kind of like, uh, <clears throat> I don't even know if we look like we belong or anything. But you know what? Basically, what you do is uh, you park in a parking lot, you put up a couple of signs, and boom, people come to you, man. It's fucking wild. <laughs> I don't fucking get it. I really don't. Anyways, though, so the return of the Joe Madness show, it's uh, it's been gone. You know, a little bit on a hiatus there for a while. You know, for, for several factors. I mean, you know, it kind of is what it is. But... You know, it's a show about nothing, basically. Sometimes we talk about something. You know, might hear a little bit of wind, but, you know, kind of is what it is. We're outside. Later to be enjoyed by um, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. It's been a hell of a journey. We brought it back. Finally, we are back live doing the damn thing, right? So it's a, it's a beautiful morning. We're basically here. This parking lot with plenty of people. I love this freaking area, though. It's it's beautiful. Like it's one of them things where it's like I hear this all the time. I've heard this before, where. <clears throat> you know, if you don't love your job, you need to you need to go find whatever it is that you love and do that. You know. Have you guys heard that song by Dirt? Yeah, I think that's the first customer that came back and said she said she'd be right back. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah. I wonder where she went. So there's a song out there called "By Dirt," right? Find something you love and get paid for it, basically. Kind of like part of the fucking song that that they're telling you, right? Well, you know what? I'll tell you this right now. I don't fucking love doing this, but this is probably one of the easiest fucking jobs I've ever had in my fucking life, you know? And for the most part, I get to hang out with my bestest friend in the whole world. But... Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking amazing, you guys. Like being out here, you know, and and sometimes it's amazing for other reasons too. Because 
I have, <laughs> I have hella allergy problems. And when I'm talking about death by air, sometimes I go outside and uh, it totally kicks my fucking ass. Like, I, I look like dog shit. Like, you know, I want to say if you put dog shit next to me, it probably looks a little bit better. I mean, my eyes are swollen. My nose is runny. My, my throat's itchy. Um, all sorts of horrible things, man. It's going on. It's, it's fucking beyond ridiculous. But anyways, we're, we're going to be out here just um, slinging these fucking tamales and recording. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about. You know, and I, I decided, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to try to come up with anything to talk about. I'm just going to sit here and just enjoy the, the breeze. You know, if anybody wants to come in and, and, and listen and comment, then, you know, feel free, right? But we are just, uh, we're out here making money. Not really, <laughs> not really doing anything. It's fucking hilarious. Like, uh, I, I think I, I spent, well, you know what we spent together. She was a little angry last night, but she, uh, she cleaned up. She made uh, some, prepared the meat and uh, whatnot. It sounds really dirty, kind of a little bit. But now you think about it. But now you really take it in, right? I mean, you beat the meat. You spice it up, boom, right? Clean up a little bit. I I don't even know how many hours it took. I think it took maybe four hours. Making, uh, I think it was like 30 packages of tamales, spicy pork. And I have this machine that basically you can just sit there and just put the meat in a cylinder along with the... Uh, the dough, and boom, man, you got a fucking tamale. Oh, it looks like we got a comment here. Let's see what's going on. The best place I've ever had the breeze is when I sat on the highest peak in the highlands of Scotland, watching the sun go down, 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 and then there was a slight breeze on the back of my neck ever so slightly <laughs> still of the highlands no planes no trains it just sounds like you no need cars, some you no helicopters like nothing it was all beautiful if you get the wow. chance to get to the yeah. highlands Joe <laughs> try it I recommend it all right, so there you go, right? First comments of the uh, the hour. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of caught a little bit of what he was saying, and uh, I think he was talking about the breeze. Maybe he's talking about the breeze because it's so windy where I'm at right now. It sounds like a beautiful place that he described. I'm just in a fucking parking lot, brother, like in a shopping center with a couple of stores, you know? Selling tamales, and if you don't know what a tamale is, Google that shit. You might want one in your life. I don't know. You might, right? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, basically, I think it was like, yeah, we got done about 5 o'clock yesterday. 
selling some tamales out there in the parking lot. And then Saturday, which is today, right? It's basically like a, the best day ever to sell. I mean, you can make like 400 to to $1,000 just sitting outside selling tamales. And we were running a little low. So we made some more pork spicy tamales. You know, you put uh, hot peppers in there like chile de arbol and guajillo. You know, with along with the other spices and boom, man. So they're making about 30 packages. Each package is $10, right? So made about $300 worth of product. So we got about, I don't know, I want to say about $700 worth of shit in the car right now. You know, more, you know, give or take because we've sold a bunch already. I think we've been out here for a little bit over an hour. Already made over probably $100, probably like $150, I think. So that's not that's not bad at all. You know what I'm saying? That is not bad at all. So that's uh, that's what we're doing today. You know, we're gonna make some money, and then after afterwards, we are going to probably go get something to eat and drink some beer, drink some alcohol, because that is what life is about: getting fucked up and making money. And then somewhere in between all of that, you got to. You gotta go do. You gotta go do good shit in the world. Sometimes, you know. That's what it comes down to. You gotta make money. You gotta. You gotta drink booze and alcohol, and you gotta go do positive stuff out there in the world and make people happy. Contribute to this community, this society that a lot of people say is lost. You know, a lot of people are out there talking about the state of the world right now. They're like, you know what? It could be the end of times. Is it though? <laughs> Is it? I mean, it's like, where did they get this information from? I don't understand. It's so wild. You know, when I was a child, uh, there was this very popular uh, cult leader, this cult group around here. Because I, I stay in the Abilene, Texas area, right here in the U.S., and there is a very popular uh, cult out here. It's called the House of Yahweh. And essentially what you do is you go up to this compound. It looks like a military compound. And on every corner they have they have a person standing there with a rifle, right? An assault rifle. Uh, picture like a M16 or AR. So they're standing out there on the corner. With a big rifle. They don't let anybody in. So you got to pull up casually. I'm assuming you guys. Because you know what? I have <laughs> I have never been to this cult compound myself. Actually been inside. Infiltrated the inside of this place. Never have done that. Not claiming that I ever have. I am just saying. right? I'm just saying. As a kid. You know this motherfucker right? You can google him right? He's out of... Uh, I want to say it's like Hamby, Eula, Texas, which is in the area where I'm at. It's only about 10 minutes away from me, you guys. So we're talking about this cult leader. It's called the House of Yahweh. So this guy has come out with a book every fucking year saying, claiming that the end of the world is near. That this year, no, this year, it's it's the, the Holocaust of the Babies. Um, I think a year after that, it was something about, like, flying dildo-sized military missiles, 
reaching all corners of the planet and we are being destroyed by the government. You know what I mean? Something wild. Like one of the covers of the books literally had like a Holocaust baby zombie. Something like that. It was, it was pretty, pretty fucking intense. You know, and they're bestsellers, you know, in their own right. Because you know what? If you can come out with a book about a Nazi Holocaust baby and then sell one copy, that's that's a fucking blessing. Now, tell me that you can sell fucking 10 of them, some bitches. Maybe 20. Maybe 100. Because you know what? If you make a fucking book, you have to, right? Because, you know, back in the 90s, when this motherfucker was doing this at his highest point... It was all print books. It was not uh, digital, right? Because you know what? Anybody can come out with a digital book these days. But if you're a hardcore motherfucker, you came out with that print motherfucker. You know, like back in the 90s, you had to buy 100, 200 of these books. And you had to sling them. And if you're selling books called Holocaust Nazi Babies, I mean, fuck out of here. How are you supposed to sell that? Come on. That is fucking wild. It looks like we got a comment. Hold on, let's see. Oh, we got so what do you feel your tamales with? Because I had a tamale once when I was in El Paso, and it had chicken, pork, beef, and a sliver of lamb. It was absolutely gorgeous. When I asked for the recipe, the girl just shrugged her shoulders and gave me another one for free. Oh, wow. So if you asked for the recipe, oh, you said you stated you asked for the recipe and they gave you a tamale for free. Wow. I wonder, like, what what is the what is the mindset behind that, though? Like, why would you automatically give somebody a free tamale just for asking for the recipe? Was that like a, a contest on Facebook or something? But we sell uh, the, the main one is the pork tamale, you know, pig heifer i mean not a heifer right i think they call it marrano in spanish kind of been told that a couple of times that they want that it's made uh you know what we make that out of uh pork butt you know that's the most popular one and if you've ever slow cooked some pork ass man it tastes fucking amazing it it really does you know and all you got to do is get the pork ass get uh this big old pot and just start pouring salt in there, right? And you uh, you boil it for like three hours. And I'm telling you right now, whenever it's fully cooked, you know, the bone, the meat will just come off the bone. And it tastes so delicious. But, you know, when the pork butt is so expensive, um, I think this one time we got it for 99 cents a pound. And we went shopping last night. And it was like almost at $3. So we ended up getting the pork loin. Which I don't even know what part of the fucking pig that is, but it's like uh, I don't know, maybe rib cages or you know, it's maybe it's the the arm fat, right? The arm fat. So, anyways, that one was like two fifty a pound. So we got that. That's what we made them out of um, last night. We also have some beef tamales. We have um, venison, which is deer meat, right? If you don't know, if you're not familiar with venison. It's a really rough meat, man. You really got to be uh, on your A game whenever it comes to your chef skills because if you don't know how to work with the meats, right, 
<laughs> you don't work the meats, and uh, it kind of tastes kind of awful. But yeah, we put some hot, like the the pork tamales. Those are really hot. Like people always ask all the time, "Are your tamales hot? Do you have mild?" And I'm like, "Fuck no, I don't." You know, and the reason I say that is because, you know, I'm, I'm Mexican, right? Like my parents are from Mexico. My heritage is Mexican, so whenever you think about a pork tamale. You think about something hot, something spicy. So I don't want any bitches, like, bitching, complaints. Like, this motherfucker's hot, bro. Like, there is no way that you're going to sit there and tell me that it's not spicy or hot, right? This is going to make your asshole cry, basically. And the beef, though, you know what I like to do? I like to play around with the beef a little bit. And it sounds really nasty when I say it like that. But... (laughs) You know, I, I like to put jalapeno in there and habanero i feel like habanero really brings out the flavor and it tastes amazing all right we got another comment here let's see what it is do you want me to chat rather me pushing this button down and speaking to you just like as a synthetic android because i could give you a couple recipes this guy has an amazing voice he really does like I forget all the time, every time I forget to turn that feature off, the, the one where people can join. Because what, what I do essentially, guys, I do a podcast. You know, I do a podcast. It's called the Joe Madness Show, right? And what I do is I, I use the stereo app as a way to record the podcast. And all I have to do is rip the audio because there's a feature where it's just like you can conveniently download it and just upload it into your show, right? So that's what I do. But I I hardly ever have any guests because having a guest, if you guys know anything about doing a podcast, doing a show, doing anything like that, you're only as good as your guests. And if your guest is just like you're not vibing with them, you're not, you know, having a good time with them, if whatever reason, right, you eat a bag of dicks because you're a guest. So I hardly ever have any guests anytime. Even when I used to do my show on other platforms, my podcast, it was just, man, it was rough. I'm more of a guy that just kind of sits here and just kind of talks, you know? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that's basically tamales, though. Um, I also do this other one. You know, we do do another one called, uh, it's kind of like a jalapeno bomber. Essentially, what, what it is, it's a jalapeno with cream cheese and bacon wrapped around it. So we turned that into a tamale. And... You know, for Christmas, though, for the holiday spirit, I actually came up with this idea of actually um, using red jalapenos along with the green ones. But I had to stop that nonsense, though, and I call it nonsense because the red ones are way more expensive than the green ones. Could you imagine that? That's so wild. Just because it's red, all of a sudden it's double the price. That is bananas, you guys. It really is. But anyways, enough about the tamale talk. You know, if uh, if you want to hear some more about tamales, you know, we do talk about them occasionally. We talked about them yesterday for 45 fucking minutes. So, yeah, I know I'm out here slinging them, but I don't want to talk tamales all day. You know, So we're going back to this Nazi baby Holocaust book, right? So we're talking about these uh, this cult leader. I don't think he's around anymore, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. But they have this compound and we were, we were describing it briefly, right? Military compound 
House of Yahweh, located outside of Abilene, Texas, right here in the U.S. So it's outside maybe around Hamby. I want to say maybe like uh, Eula, something like that. So this place, we're talking about the books. Now, to sell these books in print, I mean, this guy sold so many books. He had the world believing, not only here in the States, not only in Texas, nationwide, but I'm talking about worldwide. He had them believing that the end of the world was going to happen every year. And every year he would come out with a new book. I mean, how, how fucking bananas is that? Every time you're wrong and you come out with a new book stating that the end of the world is happening again when it never happened. Like, how fucking crazy is that? You're like, okay, well, you know what? Certain things didn't happen. Like, it wasn't my fault, you guys. Like, the president didn't do this one thing. They would have caused the world to end right before your eyes this year. But you know what? This is a new year. We're coming out with a new book. Let me tell you how the fucking world ends now, right? All right, so we got another comment. Here we go. Anyway, I'll let you go, Joe. It'll be a pleasure talking to you. I'm on Instagram as well, so I'll send you an invite on Instagram if you ever want to speak to me on Instagram. My phone's always on. His phone's always on. I'll follow you on here, and I'll follow you on Insta. And I'll tell you about my adventures one day when I lived in America for five years. My voice, when I speak, is a very, very rare Scottish-Irish hybrid accent. Currently, I'm in South Wales. I'm originally from Scotland. But, as I say, another time, I'll tell you about my tale when I lived in America for five years. It'll make you laugh. And you can share with your friends. Oh, nice. He said he can make us laugh with his adventures of being in America for five years. That's kind of interesting, right? I've never lived anywhere outside of the country. And you know what? I don't know if I would like to. You know how scary the rest of the world is to Americans? I mean, not the stupid ones, but the ones that kind of, like, think a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, for us, it's kind of scary. I mean, if you think about Texas alone, right? I live in Texas, the great state of Texas here in the U.S. And we are allowed to have as many guns as we wish. Is that a bad thing? Is that a good thing? I have no fucking idea. But you know what? I have been told, right? There's an authority on the subject, Many a times, many places here, everywhere, that have spoken on this very topic alone of guns around the world. And many parts of the, the world, they are not allowed to have any guns. You know, and I, I'm not even a fan of guns, you guys. That's how crazy this is. Like, I'm not a fan of guns, but I do own a weapon, right? I own a shotgun. You know, I bought it um, several months ago. You know, it's my first gun I've ever owned. And, you know, if you buy a gun, you have to buy ammo. You know, and ammunition, I'm going to sit here and tell you guys, it's so expensive. You know, depending on uh, how you look at it. I mean, I bought, I think I bought three boxes of ammunition for the shotgun. It's a 12-gauge shotgun. It came, uh, I think each one came with five cartridges. And it was like $7, I believe, for each box. Which to me is fucking bananas. Like, I think it's wild. And people go to the gun range and they just fire off 
their uh, their weapons, and they can afford to do <laughs> for fun, for fun, no less. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty wild if if you live in another country and you're not allowed to have any weapons, like especially like guns. You know, and I know there's a stigma behind guns, too. And I know there's both sides to the argument. And you know what? I don't sit on the fence. I don't sit on the left side or the right side. I'm just like one of them guys that is just like, okay, so we're allowed to have guns. Something bad happens. Boom. You know, you're allowed to use it. Right. Makes sense. Right. Now, there's people that are like, man, you know what? Guns don't kill people. People kill people. And I guess, but I mean, if it wasn't for that technology of like powder and, you know, like gunpowder and, you know, it conveniently sits in a fucking rifle or a shotgun, a pistol, whatever, and somebody pulls the trigger. I mean, it's kind of like teamwork if you think about it. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily blame the gun more or less than I would blame the person. What if uh, the gun just went off? I mean, whose fault is it then? What if the, the person didn't even pull the trigger? I mean, there's so many, like, you know, different scenarios that we can come up with. But at the end of the day, maybe it would just be easier if nobody had a gun at all. But would you rather be the, the, the person without the gun or the person with the gun? And there lies the question, right? Anyways, enough of the gun talk, though. So we're going back to this... Uh, Let's talk about the uh, House of Yahweh. You know, and I find this this topic really interesting, though. I've touched on it briefly, like, a couple of times while podcasting before. But the reason I find it interesting, though, is because, you know, these cult leaders, they're not very, they're not very smart. And uh, they're not very nice people. Of them have similar personalities and traits, like characteristics. I mean, if you take Charlie Manson, for example, the some bitch couldn't even read. A lot of people arguably uh, believe that Charles Manson was a smart person. You know, if you if you looked into it at all, like anything having to do with Charlie Manson, though. After knowing that he couldn't read, you know, he taught himself to read. Supposedly, right? He's supposedly self-taught because he wanted to read the book um, by Dale Carnegie. How to Make Friends and Influence People. You know, it's a very powerful book. You know, I suggest you, uh, you pick up a copy and read it if you're trying to, like, take over the world or... If you uh, if you want to get people to do shit that, you know, comes up in your head, and you're like, man, that would be cool. You know, like, I don't know, because there, you know what? There is a lot of simple minded people out there and all you have to do is say something to them and then uh, they, they'll believe anything that you say. Right. You know, it's been proven to work over and over. But my point is, though. That these cult personalities, these cult leaders, they're not very interesting, like, at the least. Like, how do they get people to buy into the Kool-Aid, so to speak? Like, what is it about them? Because they're, uh, 
like they're not really one of those people that are like the life of the party. They're not very lovable. They're not even likable. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's so wild when whenever you come across these people. Because I think I met a couple of people that were kind of like startup uh, cults, you know. They hand you a pamphlet and they're like, yeah, join my cult, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck, really? Like, no, man, come on. Like, I can show you where to go, though, but, you know, I'm not part of the simple-minded section, right, of the population. So, obviously, it wouldn't work for me. But I found this uh, house of Yahweh here located outside of Abilene. Really interesting, though. I've, um, as a teenager, I've driven by it, kind of checked it out, and I was like, man, this place is kind of cool, man. You know, because everything as a kid, everything that's not normal, Everything that's just kind of out there, kind of a little bit scary, right? A little frightening. Can be portrayed in your eyes as something awesome, (laughs) right? Which it was. You know, and I heard many stories, though, about this, this cult. Like, essentially what you have to do is you have to pull up, right? You have to roll up and you have to, I guess you like knock on the door or something. And you're like, yo. I surrender all all my belongings, everything that I've owned as far as property and whatnot. Up until this point, it's all surrendered and given upon you. Unto you, right? Like, you are now the proud owner or whatever fucking piece of shit car, whatever apartment, whatever house, whatever. Whatever belongings I may possess, I may own up until that point. It's all yours, man. And if you're a guy, I will tell you this. The way I have been, like, explained these whole cult businesses, you don't get to have any ladies. You get, you don't even get the scraps. Like, who's ever, whoever's in charge, they get all the women. So all of a sudden it turns into this whole, uh, I don't even know if it's polygamy, though. It's a, you know, it's one guy with a bunch of women basically what it is and the guys are just kind of like extras they're kind of like that sidekick that's just like waiting and they're like hey man tag me in coach i'm ready to go in and they're like nah you're riding the bench for the foreseeable future forever yeah you know what forever basically like you're you're never getting the turn you know and there was this big old like uh this big thing that happened. Uh, my nose is trash right now, by the way. But yeah, there's a big thing that happened. You know, he was on the news several times for like uh, for like being a child molester. You know, and it's always child molestation for some reason. Like, you know, it can't be he went to prison for being a badass. Nothing like that, right? <laughs> Nothing like that. It's always like, you know what? Some bitch likes to touch kids. I mean, that's what it is. And it's ridiculous. You know, it, it seems to be that's that's the main characteristic of most of these people that are cult leaders. They like to grab up on the kids for some reason. I don't understand it whatsoever. So he went to jail. He was in trouble several times for this. And I believe that he uh, he ended up dying. But somehow, this House of Yahweh business, 
right? Because they're all businesses. You know what? You stay around long enough, whether or not you're like a, a church, um, a cult, whatever. Believe it or not, you're probably going to be considered a business. I mean, it just kind of is what it is. You're a business, right? I don't know if it's still flourishing. I don't, you know what? I don't even know why I said flourishing. Like, how the fuck does a cult flourish? I don't. I don't think it's expanded any though. Like, I don't think there's <clears throat> any churches around. Like, like you know what I mean? Outside of the compound, but I will say this though: they do have a website. They have a website, so that's a positive for them. And. Last that I remember, last that I heard, they are streaming, <clears throat> you know, their services um, through the website. So you can catch their uh, their cult leader services, um, their church services through the website. And you can listen to the word, if you want, of the house of Yahweh, which is a cult, people. It's a fucking cult. It's been around for a long fucking time. Like, how do they survive, man? Like, they have high-tech cameras and shit. They have microphones. They have everything readily available to them. And they've been around since the 90s. As far as I know, anyway, since the fucking 90s. So you can check out the website. You can check out their seminars, their... uh you know, they have a web store, too, where they sell you shit. I mean, imagine that. You can buy all the old books where the guy got it wrong over and over and over. Hi. About how he was, uh, the world was ending. And, uh, yeah. Check all of that shit out. You know, I, I think that this has been an amazing talk. A beautiful segment. Glad for you guys listening. And stay tuned. Stay fucking tuned. Alright, so we are back alive. Something like live anyways, right? Well this very web. Gonna upload this this audio later on to the Joe Madden Show podcast. So what is going on today? Still out here, slinging tamales, been about two and a half hours. A lot of beautiful people coming in and out, right? Coming through, wanting some food. It's fucking amazing, man. It's amazing. It's amazing every day. We are truly blessed in this fucking world, right? So, we are, what, third segment of the show. 
You know, and I, I love this. I love it because not only can we start it and have the file, you can take as long as break as you want. And, you know, it's just like if you listen to the podcast, it's like you need to skip a fucking beat, right? You just keep going. <laughs> just keep going, right? So, what are we talking about next? What's the next topic? What's been going on with this corona debacle? I think we are coming on, what? what is it, three years strong? Is it, I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, this whole Rona thing happened in 2019. 2021, so that's two years. We're rolling on 2022, so February 2022 will mark, if I'm not mistaken, three years of this whole President Rona. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the fuck to call it. It seems like it's never leaving. You know, and I don't even know if it's still here, you guys. I really don't. You know, if if, uh, if you listen to society and you listen to the talks around on the news and the scared people out there in society, quickly will you find out that Rona never left. Rona is... Uh, is living in your community and rented some property somewhere. It's open for business, you know, just like everything else in America. It is a it's a billion dollar business now. I mean, basically what it turned into, it turned, you know, when it, it went from a pandemic, it went from a flu, you know what, your eyes itch, you, uh, your chest might hurt a little bit. Some of that I can't breathe, right? Some of that, you know what? My head is really warm. I'm having a bit of the sniffles. I might have a heart attack. Um, something, anything, reminiscent of whatever kind of disease you might could imagine in your fucking head. Hello. So... Hey, you know what? If you ask me, though, the Rona, it is a business. It's never going to leave. And, uh, you know, every day it grows even bigger and badder. And you will have people out there claiming that it's worse than ever. You know, it's the biggest boogeyman. The biggest fucking baddest disease threat known to man. No, nothing other than the Rona. You know, and before the Rona even existed, though, I mean, if you even talked about the Rona, I mean, you were talking about Corona. I mean, come on. That's what you were talking about. You were talking about having some beers with your buddies. You were talking about having good times on a Sunday. You were talking about dropping back a few, you know, dropping back a few on Saturday. And that was it. You were talking about this big old fucking disease, this, this virus, this, I don't know, what, what is it? 
I think we've come pretty much to the uh, conclusion. The consensus is that this is a man-made, laboratory-formed creation. Formed from the uh, the great mines of Wuhan, China, right? But you know what, if you ask me, I don't even know where Wuhan is. The only thing I Evil Republic of China, right? The evil dictatorship of China. There's been so much that has just kind of branched off of the Rona. Like coronavirus, COVID 19, as we know it. You know, they, uh, they fought valiantly, you could say, maybe, to come out with this. Uh, this vaccine to save America, to save the world. Quickly to find out that uh, if you took said vaccine from, what, what was it? You know what? Let's not <laughs> let's not throw out the name, but it kind of rhymes with uh, Monson and Monson, you know? If you took that one, that particular brand. You know what? That shit was going to happen to you. You might die a little bit. You know, you, you probably will die. It was what uh, everybody was concluding to. Was that if you took the Monson and Monson, right? Something that rhymes with that vaccine, that you were indeed probably going to die. So they yanked it off the shelves. Now, uh, what, what do we have? Pfizer and a couple of other companies and. Uh, now, you know, the, uh, the first set of the, uh, the vaccines were pumped out to the population everywhere worldwide to save the people of this planet. So there was, uh, what, part A and part B or something, right? Step one, step two, vaccine. So everybody took it. People were told from all reaches of the planet to take this vaccine and it was for the greater good of humanity so we can all survive and live on another day i mean is there any truth to that is that reality or is that a figment of everybody's imagination created by the government created by the powers that be to scare everybody into uh, damnation, right? It's always damnation, by the way. It's never, um, you know what? This is what needs to happen, (laughs) you know? Hey, guys, people are dying. Take this vaccine if you want. You know, it's always like, if you don't take it, you will die. And if you take it, you might die. You know, depending on which fucking vaccine you take. You know what? That sounds really scary, you guys. Like, I mean, at this point, though, what's the difference between smoking, uh, doing crack, uh, maybe indulging in some methamphetamines? Um, what are some other drugs that I can't even think of? Maybe you're addicted to mollies, you know? What's the difference between that and taking a vaccine? Anybody? 
because there's been lots of people that have taken a vaccine and it didn't happen like over a period of time that you took the vaccine it almost happened instantaneously you know and and if you don't believe me go out there and look at the evidence you know if you're able to find it right i mean that's what we're going to go with if you're able to find it because the one thing you'll always realize is that whatever they want you to do it's always going to cover up its tracks when something terrible happens as a result of something that you want to do. They, they won't force you to do. That's how wild this whole corona debacle has been. That's how wild it's turned into something uh, that, you know what, I, I believe at this point, it's it's uh, it, it's out of everybody's hands. Like, this is fucking bananas. I mean, if you think about what is happening right now with the vaccine and COVID-19 and just people talking about the Rona in this pandemic. I mean, are we still in a pandemic? Is that still a thing? Or can we bust out the shirts like 2022, I survived the 2019 pandemic of coronavirus, COVID-19. I'm a COVID-19 survivor. I mean, can that be a T-shirt finally now? Or are we still playing this game of, uh, hey, guys, we're in a pandemic. Everybody run for your lives. You cannot possibly survive any longer, right? Because we're now at winter time number two, right? We're at winter time number two. So it's been uh, pretty much... Uh, what, what is it, three full years, two full years of this bullshit? And, uh, I mean, I don't even know. They said the winter time is supposed to be the worst. So, was it bad this time last year? I mean, I don't even remember. Was it, like, really bad that a bunch of people died of the Rona? I don't know. The only thing I remember is a bunch of people died from coke. Like, literally freezing to death. Especially here in Texas, there were so many people that died because of uh, some infrastructure problem. Apparently, the government did not want us to be able to have access to heat. And a lot of us here in Texas did not have any access to any heat for a long time. Not even running water, if you can believe that. So I ask you, in 2021, we are in November, practically almost at the end of the year, basically already there. Are we still facing a full-blown pandemic? Is there anything to worry about? You know, if you ask me, the only thing there ever was to worry about was government itself. You know, right now, as it sits, you know, they're saying that um, the virus has... Uh, what, what did it do? It, it, it warped, it morphed like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You remember that show? It has evolved into a new strain of a super virus. Only to be known as COVID-19 on steroids. I mean, I don't know. Right? Something like that. But don't worry, though. Don't worry. They're now saying that you should take... Uh, 
there's another vaccine on the way. If it's not already down here on planet Earth from outer space, right? That we should, you know, take that one too. It's really crazy too, you guys. Mighty Morphin COVID-19. It turned into super COVID. And... uh, You are now being told to take another vaccine. There's probably two or three more doses of that you need to take. You know, conveniently pull your pants down and uh, puck up your butthole and take the vaccine is what basically they're saying. You know. You know, I will say this. Personally, I feel like it's a terrible idea to take any vaccine. Not only the COVID-19 one, but, I mean, any of them in general. You know, and it's so crazy, though, you guys. Like, they came out with this vaccine for COVID-19 that apparently did not work. And then they came out with a booster shot. What the fuck is a booster shot? Does anybody know what that is? The only thing I know about a booster shot is when I was a kid, right, many, many years ago, when I was a child, like really little, <clears throat> you know, my mom would wear these t-shirts or these like cut off um, shirts from the sleeves, you know, like, I guess you could say sleeveless shirts, right? And she had this big old, like, I don't know. She still, I'm pretty sure she still has it, but it's like this, uh, this branding on her arm. You know, and I I asked her about it when I was a child. She told me it was, I guess, more or less kind of like a booster shot she got in Mexico. And I was thinking to myself, like, a booster shot to what? For what? Right? And apparently all it is, you know, I guess in layman's terms, I mean, I could be wrong. You know what? I'm, I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. But essentially what it is is a bunch of needles going into your fucking arm. And they're giving you so many shots all at once. So, you know, if you want to be a part of that, I mean, I think that's going on right now in present day uh, 2021. So, so it goes without saying, though, that you, you don't have to feel left out. You can indeed, in 2021, get one of these booster shots. And if you haven't heard it on the news, just turn on the fucking TV. You know, put it on your favorite media outlet. And I'm pretty sure they'll me- they'll mention booster shots some sometime throughout the day. So it's not something that you have to feel like you're going to be left out on. You're not a part of this amazing Booster 2021 event that's happening this year. It's already going on. I mean, it's already happening. So coronavirus, COVID-19. You know, it doesn't fail, though, every time you go to these... uh, these businesses, you know, maybe your local grocer or, you know, maybe maybe one of your favorite stores that there are people 
not only are they going into these establishments with the, uh, the cloth masks, not only that, though, but they're driving around in their vehicles with masks on. It is, I mean, it's, it's one of the funniest things you could probably ever see in your lifetime, I would think. You know, it's all based off of fear, too. None of it having to do with any type of intelligence on their part. You know, and I've spoken on this before. You, you know, the virus is any type of virus, really. It doesn't have to be called COVID-19. You can call it whatever the fuck you want. You can call it AIDS, if you like. You can call it uh, the flu virus. Whatever the fuck you want to call it that day, that particular time of the week, whatever it is, right? A virus itself is so tiny, and you're wearing a cloth mask, and the cloth particles are so ginormous compared to this tiny, really minuscule fucking virus. The size of the virus is so small in comparison to these cloth particles that it's looking like big old holes. I mean, could you imagine being in a big stadium Maybe like a dome stadium, you know, where they they play football, they play sport, you know, and then the whole roof of the dome just got ripped off. Could you imagine that? You know, besides it being a tragedy, though, the bigger picture would be the imagery of, you know, in comparison to a virus, you know, the dome with its ripped off fucking dome head is the cloth, right? Cloth particle. And you yourself standing inside of this dome, you are the virus. How big is that hole in the sky looking like? What is it looking like to you? You're staring up, you're in the dome. The whole dome is just, the ceiling has been ripped off. Like how much bigger is that in comparison to yourself? That's basically the virus and uh, the cloth. Like, whatever shit you put on your face, that's basically what you're, you're, you're pretty much, uh, that's pretty much what you're looking at. So, anybody walking around with a cloth mask, any type of mask, not designed to contain, to, uh, to keep, really, to keep uh, a virus, or anything that fucking small, contain to keep it away from reaching anywhere close to your mouth or your nose or whatever you're trying to cover up at that particular point in time anything not designed for that is you I mean the only thing you're doing is hindering your ability to breathe like if you would like not to breathe while you're walking while you're shopping while you're uh, going anywhere then you would totally want to wear a mask. Because at that point in time, I think you're succeeding at just keeping yourself from breathing. Hello, how are you doing? Yes, sir. We got a port. Only a dozen or half a tenth. A dozen or half a ten. 
O son 20 la docena o medio por 10. Todo puerco de res de venado. Todo res puerco de venado. I think he thought I was saying that they're all deer. And I was like, oh, no. I don't know. I think he's just old, though. But uh, anyways. <clears throat> so we're talking about COVID-19, right? It's so wild. Everything that you know, everything that you feel like you, you've heard and know to be true up until this point. It's hard to really state whether or not any of it's true. You know, I remember at the beginning, they were telling everybody that the hospitals were cramped. And there was no room for nobody. And you know you know what's silly about that whole thing with the hospitals? Here's the funny part, right? Because if you get the flu, right, which is another virus, right? It's another virus. It's probably like a cousin. It's probably like a sister to the Rona. You need a hospital. I mean, I, I can tell you right now, I'm not, I'm not a nurse. I'm not any of that shit. I'm not a medical professional whatsoever. But common sense tells you that if you go to the fucking hospital, there's not a motherfucking thing they can do to you to get the flu to leave your body. I mean, any doctor will tell you. Any nurse will tell you, you need a lots and lots of bed rest. You need to be in bed, drink plenty of fluids, blah, 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 blah. Now, I mean, that's not to say there are certain things that could probably give you, that can do to you, to kind of help you out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can definitely take a steroid shot, which is probably essentially going to boost your immune system, right? That's going to kick your immune system in a high gear. Still, it's not uh, something that's going to uh, cure the flu. You understand what I'm saying? So, <laughs> all these people that were like, man, I have the road Whatever virus you feel like you've had or you have, going to the hospital isn't going to do anything for you. You know what I'm saying? They don't have a, a, a cure for the flu. They don't have a cure for any fucking virus. Because it doesn't exist. We as, we as people are not that technology, technological, technologically advanced medically to uh, heal a person from like the flu, from Rona, from anything that's a fucking virus. You know, basically, you know, what if it's a bacterial, if it's fungus, something like that, they can heal you. If it's a virus, you know what? You're fucked. If your body does not fucking heal itself, you are fucked. The same reason why there's not a fucking cure for AIDS. You know, they say Brits. Oh, my fucking vapor thing is going crazy. They say there's a cure for AIDS, but there really isn't. You know, they just give you pills. They kind of make you feel a little better or whatever. So, 
Brandusca claims that there is a cure by the government, but. You know, and apparently she claims there's a cure for cancer as well. You know, and if we were to ask uh, certain people where they got this information from, because this isn't the first time I've ever heard that. Nobody has an answer on where this comes from. It's just... uh, So she says that there is a guy sell the formula um, a cure for I guess cancer or AIDS or something related to that do we have a name of course you know nobody knows his name it's just a magical character (laughs) it's a magical character you know it's a magical character you know and it's uh, you know it's, it's, it's the same thing that you hear about many a times for many people is that there is this this magical cure somewhere that the government is uh withholding from the population you know but nobody can tell you where it's at where this magical cure is kept or what it's made out of or what the formula might be oh apparently it's canadian The only thing I know to be true <coughs> is what science has proven over and over and over. <clears throat> when it comes to relating to the viruses, you cannot cure a fucking virus. It's not. It's not happening. You know, those are two different topics. So she's saying that. No, but we can we can't get a cure for that shit. But apparently we can go to outer space. Those are two different things. Really, I mean, one is using your mind to basically uh, transport your human vessel body into outer space, and the other one is curing something inside the human body, which we all know is. Very, very complex. Human bodies are really complicated. You know, and I've had this discussion before many a times about about the medical like professions or you know, professionals and just in general. Like the history of like medicine and doctors and whatnot, it's so fucking you know, and, you know, bless their fucking hearts back in the day, man, because, you know, the stuff they had to endure just to figure out if something would work as far as cures and, like, helping, you know, uh, people in their communities with medicine and, and whatnot. You know, they weren't able to... Uh, experiments you know on people that were alive illegal for them to perform experiments or even look into dead bodies and what was wrong with them and how they died and how they could possibly fix it you know for future humans or whatnot 
it was fucking illegal. They had to go to the morgue and basically be like grave diggers. They had to get these cadavers and perform experiments on them. Well, totally knowing that it was illegal. I mean, could you imagine if there wasn't brave souls back in the day that were doctors or people that just practiced medicine in general? Or maybe just the weirdos that were just like, you know what? I really want to fuck with this body. And I'm not talking about penetrating it with my penis. I'm talking about, like, cutting it open, taking out spleens, kidneys, organs, whatever. And figuring out how all this shit works. Could you imagine if those people did not ever exist? Like, modern medicine as we know it would not be available. So crazy. Think about that, you guys. Think about that. Whenever you're you're dying of corona, COVID-19, or 20, 25, whatever fucking ridiculous number we're at now. So we're taking a break, and when we return, we are going to talk about some other stupid shit. Why not? That's what we do, right? You can play games on here too. Cool. That's fucking awesome. Let's see. All right, so all right, here we go. All right, so we're back on the Joe Madness show or something like live on the stereo app. It's windy as fuck out here, right? Soon to be uploaded on the uh, Joe Madness Show podcast. You know, we were talking about something interesting, and and I kind of feel like we can kind of go on a little bit about it. And it's very much something that um, that I love talking about. You know, I'm sitting here with Brenda, and she's saying something that you know what a lot of people say, which is. you know, there is cures for um, AIDS and um, cancer and all sorts of things, you know, and when we don't have sources and we don't have uh, specific um, things that we can go to, to where we can actually explain or, you know, give you like some source for the information uh, that we are giving out here. At the end of the day, what does it become? It becomes a conspiracy theory, motherfuckers. And I love those more than anything. So she's saying that there is this guy out there in the land of Canadian, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that has the magical cure for cancer, right? Is that what it is, cancer? Yeah, cancer. Okay. So she says she claims that she read this somewhere, I guess, on the Wherever you get your, your information from, right, these days. And that this guy, this individual is unwilling to sell the formula, the cure of cancer, right? And that there are so many people out there that are upset over this. Hey, how you doing, brother?
I like your rig. It looks pretty nice. Your rig. Oh, yeah. You ever change the tire on this thing? You ever change the tire? Man, I can't imagine if you had a flat, man. That, that, those are big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks good, man. Good job. They, they don't really uh, treat them bad. You bought it, man. That's expensive. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. I got a brand new Denali. Nice. But I like the Jeep better. I just like the Jeep. I like the tops, and I like how you can take the everything. Yeah, you can take everything off. Yeah, you can take everything off. The doors and everything. Yeah, I like that. I'm afraid my little boy's going to fall in love. Uh oh. Good day, man. Here? Yes, sir. I'm from there. You don't like Appley? You don't like Appley? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, come by anytime. You play him. Have a good day. All right, so we are back. We're live. So we we uh we just sold some more tamales, you know, to a, a gentle soul, right? Driving a beautiful uh Jeep Wrangler. Okay, so my nose is trash today, and we're we're speaking about um. We just kind of recap a little bit, you know, we kind of had that little, you know, that pause in action because of the sale, but we are back. We are, we're definitely live. So we're talking about um, a gentleman up in the land of Canada where he refuses supposedly to sell uh, the, the cure for cancer. And, and, you know, he has, there's a lot of people in an uproar, you know, definitely on the, uh, probably the online communities. I mean, I don't know how true this is or how accurate it is, but I mean, I can tell you this, though, you know, and I don't know a lot about a lot of different things. Hello. Okay, so we got another pause here. You gotta love when people come up and uh, they act like they're interested, but they don't have any money. It's it's the funniest thing to watch, you know, when people want something but they don't have any money. 
she's gonna go tell who? I guess, man. I don't know. But anyway, so <laughs> it's so weird. We keep getting interrupted, which I don't really mind though, as long as we're making money. But so we're talking about, you know. Obviously, we've already said it a couple of times, so I'm not going to say it again. You know, if you want to rewind, whatever it is. Anyways, pressing on, moving forward. You know, I, um, I I know a lot about a lot of different things, and I love conspiracy theories. You know, those are my favorite. Anything that you can't really prove that sounds amazing, it sounds fun, it's a good topic for debate. You know, good, friendly debate to have around uh, many of people. I, I think this is a good one, though, because... One thing I know for certain, though, is that if there's anything out there that exists that's going to help humanity, that's going to help the communities, if it's anything of value, uh, like a super weapon, I mean, whatever it is, I guarantee you, the government will fucking take it from you. They will abduct you and they will torture the fuck out of you until you give that thing up. Guaranteed. I guess. I mean, but we still don't have anything apparently. So apparently, uh, breaking news: the government has the cure for cancer. I don't know. I don't know how true that is, but you know, uh, there's there's this there's can't move with the guy. had a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of information and ended up going to Russia or something like that. And, and selling it all? And not selling it all, but you know, it could never come back to the United States. Yeah, I think there's a couple of people like that out there. <clears throat> but, you know, my point is, though, um, it, it's almost impossible to, to have anything that's... Um, you know, the world as we know it will not get their hands on. I mean, if you have something so beautiful, something amazing, something dangerous that nobody else has, it will be taken away from you. So she believes that there is a cure for cancer and the government has it. And that they uh, they are so greedy that they will not give it up. Oh, no, that's not a conspiracy at all. That's a true one. There, there is aliens out there. Yeah, we actually do know that there. I guess you could make the alien thing conspiracy theory if you want. But you know, thing that I say though is that um, hey, look, there's another. <laughs> no, um, what I was gonna say was that. You know, there's a lot of people out there that kind of believe the same thing that, you know, there are different cures out there for different things. And and the reason that, you know, we don't have said cure or whatever is because the, uh, you know, big pharma, you know, which is all the pharmacy companies are making so much money off of the, you know, the shit that just kind of barely keeps you alive, which I find kind of kind of ridiculous argument a little bit because. As far as I know, and I'm not like a cancer aficionado. I don't really know too much about cancer and the different types and all this stuff. But, I mean, there's a couple of popular ones out there, like breast cancer. Um, 
anal cancer, I guess, and uh, testicular cancer. There's a few. So, and we're speaking about that. There's not really a pill that really keeps you alive when it comes to cancer. I mean, you're going to go through the different stages, and they're either going to cut something out, they're going to put you through chemo, and that, I mean, that's about it. I mean, there's not really other options. So the argument that the government um, has a, a, a cure for cancer and that, you know, Big Pharma is, is making fuckloads of money off of that. I mean, that's a that's a hard argument to make. It really is. Like, to win, because there isn't really a pill. There isn't anything out there that's going to keep cancer people alive. What is that? <clears throat> what well, that 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 one's never been won in the court system though. Get Dallas Buyers Club. You know, at the end of the movie, before he dies, you know that that was already won in court. That anybody going through um, a, a death illness that's going to kill you eventually should be able to you know consume or take whatever leaves is going to keep them alive. So anybody dying already should, you know, is already able to to basically smoke, you know, marijuana or whatever they want to do because they're already dying. How's that corruption? No, he, he won in the Supreme Court that um, since he was going to die anyways, that he was able to take, um, you know, anything that he felt necessary to keep himself alive. Or that was going to help. So that's already been won in the court system. So anybody that has like a cancer or some deadly disease or illness. Yeah, well, that's part of the movie, though. But what I'm trying to explain to you, though, that he um, <clears throat> he eventually won through the court system. So it's part of the world, you know. Yeah, but because of that, though, he uh, he made it available for everybody, essentially. So anybody that's dying can do whatever they want to, that they feel like necessary is going to help them. Because they... Man, my nose is total trash. But, I mean, I love that fucking uh, debate, though, having to do with uh, the cancer thing. Because I've heard that plenty of fucking times. You know, that there's a magical cure out there and that the government has it and that the big pharma is is keeping, you know, the government from you know, that, that fucking, you know, cure. The coronavirus one is a little different, though. Well, you're talking about two different things. I mean, you're talking about the cancer thing, and then you're talking about the coronavirus. I mean, those are two different things. It's 
So what are you what are you saying now about the coronavirus? There's a shot. A shot for cancer. Well, nobody cares about AIDS anymore. Well, I mean, that's a better argument for the AIDS than it is for cancer. Because there isn't anything for cancer that you can take. I mean, as far as I know, there isn't any pills or any anything like that. It's either chemo or they chop something out. Or they wait for you to just <clears throat> go into remission, I think. Well, you're talking about a bunch of shit, ma'am. I mean, we were talking about the cancer thing, and that doesn't make any sense. The Corona thing, that was a weird one, too, because is Big Pharma actually making any money? I mean, I don't know. How much is the government paying for these uh, magical vaccines that don't do anything? You know, um, the government's kind of like a retarded business. How are they supporting when it comes to the vaccine, this coronavirus vaccine, they're not charging anything for it. No, so it, it leads you to believe that that is not the reason why um, they're trying to force everybody to fucking take the vaccine. It's not for the greater good. There's something behind it, which is uh, the conspiracy theory that a lot of people are enjoying at the moment. They're not trying to cure anything. <coughs> they're not. They're really not. They're giving it away for free. Uh, they know it doesn't work. There's not enough science, uh, scientific proof behind it to show that it works. In fact, they've actually proven that it doesn't work, and then it causes you to get sick. You know, that was the uh, the one that rhymed with uh, Monson and Monson. You know, it, it actually causes you to get sick, and they, they pulled it. Essentially, yeah, that's what a vaccine is. They inject you with dead uh, cells of the virus, and it's supposed to, like you said, build up your immune system. But what I'm trying to explain is that uh, the, the shit that they pumped out in a matter of like months calling it a vaccine for Corona COVID-19. It doesn't work. And now they pumped out a new one that supposedly works and they're, they're, they're giving away door prizes. They're giving away fucking, uh, complimentary gifts of gift cards and bullshit. Um, they might as well give you movie tickets. And, you know, in some areas that's what they're doing. They're giving away movie tickets. So you'll, as an incentive to get the fucking vaccine. Yeah, you know, bullshit like that. They're giving away crap. Which is really ironical, though, because we're sitting in a fucking parking lot selling uh, <coughs> tamales off the, you know, back of the, the trunks. 
I mean, who's to say we don't have fucking Rona? I don't fucking know. I have horrible allergies. So that's what I have. But, yeah, I mean, when it comes to all that stuff, I mean, uh, it's all up for debate, man. Like, the, the whole uh, vaccine for the Rona, that's, uh, I don't think that has anything to do with actually helping people. I really don't. Like, there's something in it. There's something that they're doing, you know, and it, it hasn't come out yet. I mean, there's a lot of different theories. Like, the, I think the most popular one is the uh, the one with Biden control, you know, with Bill Gates. They, they, they're, you know, pretty much putting, uh, what is it, those goddamn, uh, I don't know. What, what do they call them? Like, some kind of, like, stem cell bullshit and... Or some type of little robot. I mean, I don't know what exactly they call it, but that's the most popular conspiracy theory when it comes to like this uh, COVID nineteen thing. Because for for me to sit here and believe that government itself gives a shit about the population, I mean, it kind of goes against everything I believe. You know, is why would they want to uh, cure the population for what? The good. I just don't know. I don't know. It, it's, it's a wild thing to think about. See, I don't think a lot of people put much thought into it for whatever reason. But sit here and believe that um, our leaders, our government, is cares about the greater good. I mean, then, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I don't know. It, it even sounds funny to say. It sounds it sounds funny to say. You know, there's just a bigger thing at play, and we just don't know what it is yet. Kind of the same thing I'm doing, I guess. I don't know. Oh, you talking about the other guy? Yeah, I don't know what he was talking about. He was uh, he was kind of like in his own little world. <sighs> so peaceful out here. It's about one fifty-five. It seems about that time for lunch, you know. Shit, I, I could go for a buffet of Chinese food, uh, plate of sushi. Um, I could go for a lot of shit. You know, I, I think the next topic is going to be so fun to talk about. You know, we're going to go uh, hard in the paint. We're gonna we're gonna go in depth. We're gonna talk about it in its full essence. Like, probably like it's never been talked about before. And uh, you know what? You might be surprised. Let's go ahead and uh, leave it at that. What is that topic? Find out for the next when we return. All right, so we're just going to set this up, you guys.
right, so we are back. We're, we're fucking live still out here. And what we're calling today the tamale compound, right? Where we sell tamales out of a fucking chocolate center, out of a fucking car. And essentially, that's what we're doing. I don't know why he keeps adding co-hosts. I just, I don't know why it does that. I don't want a fucking co-host. Fuck out of here. Anyways. So we're live on the Joe Madness show, you guys. We're continuing on the fucking trend of talking about random shit. And we left it off the last segment with a cliffhanger. What is it that we are going to heart in the paint talking about? What is it that we are going to discuss for the foreseeable future right fucking now? What is it? You know what? Let's talk about government assistance, you know? Like, people have this fucking thing in their minds about, I guess you'd call it a stigma, about how horrifying, how horrible, how shameful you should feel whenever you get assistance from the fucking government. Well, you know what? I tell you what, if I'm on the side of the fucking road and I have a fucking flat tire and the only fucking person that comes across the highway, the road, is a highway patrolman, a police officer, to lend a helping hand. You know what? I'll fucking gladly take it. Would you consider that government assistance? I would. And I would take it. Gladly. You know, when it, when we're in this time of pandemias and uh, fucking recessions and, you know what, inflation, not having to do with anything that we have done. But when the government itself has failed us and we are not making enough fucking money because you know what? It is said that we got a 4% wage hike, you know, pay increase all across the board when it comes to employment money. But then only to find out that everything across the board, like food, uh, gasoline, Considered essential has climbed six fucking percent. You tell me, is your government doing anything worth the fuck to help you? You tell me. You got Sleepy Joe Biden in office. You got Kamala Harris, which is only there because she has a fucking vagina and she's black. I mean, come on. Those are facts, people. Those are fucking facts. You know, the only person that should have been in fucking office got fucking bamboozled. The the American people got swindled the night of the election when Joe Biden was proclaimed president of the United fucking States of America. It should have been Donald Trump. Should have been. But you know what? That's besides the point, you know? When faced with this dilemma, the American people could have rose up and risen and fought the tyranny that is the American government. But, like everything else, they just ran off with the tails tucked between their legs. You know, and it's not maybe that they were scared. It's not maybe that they did not have the, uh, the ability. When you're talking about a country with, with the ratio of maybe 10 to 1, when it comes to arms, when it comes to guns, weapons, you know, I'll take them goddamn odds all fucking day. 
what is it though? Why is it that the American people chose not to fight when they saw that president elect, what's his name? Uh, ben Biden, John Biden, what the fuck is his name? Joe Biden was elected, you know, president of the United States over uh, President Trump, which I find quite ridiculous. What was the reason? I have no fucking idea. But you know what? That's not what we're talking about, though. Are we talking about that? We're not really talking about that. We just casually mentioned it. But the topic at hand is government assistance. And I can tell you what, as an American uh, male that's uh, mid-age, 35 years old, right? Uh, not really healthy ever. It's always sick. <laughs> we are not afforded health care in the American uh, society as we know it. We are not. Um, health care in America is ridiculous. You know what? There's a fucking radio station commercial that comes on all the time. Uh, the great Rudy Fearless Fernandez claims that there is a Fortacare. And how all that works is that a pay $35. You know what? If uh, there is a second party involved, such as your spouse, the magical number for the second person drops down to $35 a fucking month. So you're looking at less than $100 to go see a fucking doctor. Here in uh, Abilene, Texas, the American Society of uh, America, right? To go see a fucking doctor. So... Not only do you have to pay that, though, it's not even insurance, people. It's, it's just more or less kind of like a monthly membership to a, uh, a health care uh, facility, right? Affordicare is what they call it. They call it Affordicare. Doesn't that just roll off the fucking tongue, you know? And they have radio personalities that just kind of tell you, hey, man, you pay a monthly membership. You pay your dues. And you're able to pay uh, after that. You're able to see the doctor. $10 a fucking month, people. Right? $10 a month. So you tell me, is that worth it? What kind of fucking health care are they giving you? I do not know. But you know what? One of the things they are offering, though, is, uh, is help with your allergies. And uh, your labs. I mean, what the fuck is that? What is the labs? You know, the only people that know shit about that are people with some serious health issues, you know? Those are the only people that know what labs are. I mean, come on, fuck out of here, you know? Um, minor burns and injuries, <laughs> so they say they can help you with. You know what? They can do an x-ray. That magical thing is uh, is available to you if, you if you wish to partake in that. You know, if you need an x-ray. All for, what is it, $45 a month? You know, if you have a spouse, it drops down to thirty-five for them. So you're looking at less than a hundred dollars, and then you got to pay a copay of ten dollars every time you go in there. Not to exceed one hundred and fifty dollars, so they claim. And why am I telling you this? Because you know what? Government itself has failed us as America. As an American, I am ashamed to be an American. So I am thirty-five years old. Essentially, you can claim that I'm an unemployed, you know? And the topic at hand, the segment of this time, and I don't even know if you're going to be it is so important, right? It's like it's not, it's right? Anyways, 
so segment number three, we're talking about government assistance. Now, I am a 35-year-old now, right? And, uh, you know, we have talked about God. We have talked about different things before on the show. And, you know, one thing that happened, I don't even know if you believe in God or not, but we, we can go back and listen to things and listen to you know, and, you know, we can hear about that discussion a little bit. You know, kind of get your, your feet wet a little bit. Yeah. But by God himself, and he's holding me to go, you need to, go. You need to apply for uh, unemployment and uh, government assistance. And this was at 3 o'clock in the morning. I could not go back to sleep until I fucking accomplished this task. So I whipped out my phone, and I went to the uh, TWC uh, website, Texas Workforce Commission, right? And then they have another uh, website for uh, government assistance, which, you know what, conveniently all located in one spot. So you make an application. You're looking at, uh, what do they they call it, TANF? I think that's where they give you money for, like, utilities, whatnot, and then you make another uh, application for, um, they call it, um, what was that, food stamps, something like that, I mean, EBT, it's all essentially the same shit, I, I don't recall the exact terminology they use, and there's another one, I think it's called Medicare, Medicaid, one of those, so, I made one application, I applied for all three, and then I applied for unemployment benefits, so, they essentially, they pay you money. You know, after making the application, they, they made you $177 a week. So whenever you you claim these uh, these monies, so you, you multiply 177 times 2, and then that's what you get for the pay period, right? If they, they choose to select you as an individual, they pay this money. So, after uh, <laughs> after applying for unemployment, they told me that uh, my account was disabled because I am a victim of identity theft. That's what they claimed. So, let me just back up a little bit. So, I was told that I needed to verify myself, proving that I am who I am, right? Who I'm stating that I am. By going to a, a website called IDB, right? IDB. So after they make you jump through hoops and they make you, uh, you know what? It, it's it's quite ridiculous. It, it's kind of like a circus. In, in fact, it's worse than a circus because you know what? There's not even any fucking monkeys. They don't even have a goddamn elephant. Like you're standing, uh, you're sitting down or standing. You have your camera out because you need your your fucking phone, right? There, you know, you don't have any fucking money required. What happened? Oh, the dog. So if you're looking at the camera and you are participating in this circus, this ID, your your screen flashes a variety of different colors. And then it's it's uh, essentially just scanning the uh, the frame of your of your head. You know, that's what it claims. And you have to uh, you have to do video verification with one of these um, individuals that are 
they are workers of this ID meeting. Company that's, that's working in correlation with the government for the unemployment benefits. So after speaking to them, I'm going to ask you several questions, and you have to uh, upload documents such as uh, what do you call it? Um, your social security card. You have to show it to them. Uh, <clears throat> your driver's license, shit like that. You know. So after doing all of that, going through hoops and everything, after trying to log back in, they tell me that my account has been disabled because of identity theft. I mean, can you believe that shit? Identity fucking theft. How fucking hilarious is that? So I get on the phone and I try to talk to these people. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Uh, as soon as the system updates and whatnot, then that will go off the screen, you know, their words, not mine, right? And then I'll have to call again to uh, <clears throat> to get my account unlocked. Could you believe that? All because I wanted to get free money from the government. I call it free money because that's what everybody else calls it. But, you know, it's, it's money that I essentially earned in case this ever happened, you know? And it's probably been about a year since I've had it at the actual job. So that happened with the unemployment benefits, right? That's still kind of like in limbo. Not sure what's going to be the conclusion, but at this point in time, it kind of seems like it's possible that I will get the money, right? Now, going uh, to the other one, uh, we, we spoke about TANF, we spoke about these... Uh, these hoops, MCT, whatever you choose to call them, uh, Medicare. So I was denied on TANF and the Medicare, Medicare. I don't know if it's Medicare, Medicare. Food stamps, you know, money that you can uh, you can use to go to a grocery store, or maybe a convenience store, anywhere they sell food. Swipe the card to purchase food so you can eat and not die. I got approved, right? They approved me, and uh, you know what? They gave me, uh, I think it was, they sent the card in the mail right away. I think I got it like two days later. You know, and everybody told me that it was impossible. And I, <laughs> I know this for a fact that it's impossible to get fucking food assistance from the government in America. It's, it's, it's pretty much impossible if you're a man. You're a single man. You don't have any kids, right? Which is a lot of us. You know what? Some of us don't have any fucking kids, you know? <laughs> so it's pretty much impossible to get any kind of money from the government uh, in regards to food. But they approved me for $500. So they gave me a card in the mail. They gave me $500. You know, and it's just, a, it's just an application. You just fill it out. And you know what? They can say yes or no to you. And... I think it was like two weeks later, they ended up giving me like another $100. And supposedly, uh, I think what would is 17th of month for a while, they're supposed to give me $250 for food, which is amazing. I don't know if you guys even know about this food stamp stuff. Well, you know what? A lot of people look at you and change. Like, looking down on you for having this food stamp money. 
you know, and it's just a, it looks like a debit card. You go to the grocery store, you can, you can go to the convenience store, you pretty much buy whatever you want as far as food. I mean, fountain drinks, energy drinks, Doritos, whatever you want, basically. You know, if you go to a grocery store, it's, it's quite amazing though, because you can actually get, um, like sandwiches that they sell at the grocery store. You can get sushi. Do you imagine that? You can go to store and from government money for food, you can get sushi. And there's been plenty of debates and arguments on the fucking internet about this whole thing where, you know what, people are getting the government assistance for, for food. They can consume sushi from the monies that they get from the government. Like, people are like, man, that's a little too bougie. Like, you should, you should be able to get that for free from the government. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, that's too fancy. You know what I'm saying? Like, could you imagine that? They, the American people, like society as we know it, they feel like the only thing you should be able to consume for free from the government is, like, ramen. Like, bullshit food. It doesn't taste good. That you do not want to eat. But you know what? It's better than not eating nothing. But that's not the topic, though. The topic is that you already got this fucking money from the government. And I agree. I agree. You should be able to get whatever you want. And it's not because I'm... I have the ability at the moment to be able to get, you know, said goods and services from the grocery store. Compliments of the government. But... I mean, it just makes sense, though. That's what it's for. It's for food, right? And I think it's amazing that you're able to get energy drinks. I, I think that's fucking awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why is it, though? I mean, hear me out. Why is it that you can get fucking uh, energy drinks, but you can't get fucking moves? Like, that just doesn't make any sense. You know, there are people out there, believe it or not, that will argue with you that energy drinks is just as bad as consuming alcohol. Can you believe that? There are people out there that will make that argument. So when I sit here and tell you people that it doesn't matter if you're a male, that's single, no kids, whatever, you are able to get this money from the government for food, go out and try it. Because I am not bullshit when I sit here and tell you guys that I was woken up by God himself told to apply for benefits that are available to Americans everywhere, right? Unemployment, food stamp money, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And I was approved and they're happily given to me. I don't know if it's happily, but you know what? I'm able to get it, which is amazing. So any questions, comments, concerns, let me know. We will be back discussing something else on the show, only to be known as the Joe Madness Show, live from the uh, Tamale Compound. That's what we're calling it. Anyway, stay tuned. We'll be back. All right, so let's set this up again here. You always want steak. I never get anything I want. What do you want? food. So we are fucking live. We're back, right? It's been a hell of a fucking show. You know what it's had? It's uh, dry moments. 
it's had its uh, ups and downs. It's plenty of good stuff, you know, depending on what you're looking for. We are still here at the tamale compound, slinging tamales for the uh, community to enjoy, right? We got the uh, spicy pork, beef, venison available for everybody's uh, pleasure at $20 a dozen. <laughs> right? So, so we are going to be here for a minute. <clears throat> we are uh, trying to decide on what the fuck to eat. What are we going to eat? Taking a break, right? Roll soon. Taking a lunch break so we can go eat something. Then we'll be back uh, selling more tamales. woo Yeah. Awesome. Anyways, so, you know, I wanted to talk about something that I feel is, um, is interesting to me. And I feel like it's interesting to me because I, I know that nobody else understands it. No, nobody out there understands this. Because it's so weird. You know, I have I have a really strange relationship with God. I really do. You know, I want to make that my next topic because, you know, I just kind of thought about it for a moment. I was like, oh, you know, instead of thinking about it, why don't I just talk about it? You know what I mean? So, unlike everybody else's relationship with God, you know, I, I don't sit there and uh, I don't pray. You know, I don't, I don't go to church. Um, I don't, I don't follow cult leaders or uh, priests or uh, preachers. Um, you know, that sort of thing, like a lot of people do, you know, that are religious. You know, and I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm actually religious. You know, I've had this conversation before many times about eh, different things. I mean, it's more like a, a good side and a bad side, I, I would imagine. Oh, wow, that's a big-ass boat. It's really interesting. I like it. There's actually a big-ass boat in the parking lot. Nowhere near the ocean or land of water. Anywhere close to us. But there's a big-ass boat in the parking lot. Ain't that something? You know... My relationship with God is in such a way that, you know, I can sit here and scream <clears throat> and look like a lunatic before uh, everybody's eyes. And there's only uh, there's only a couple of things happening. I'm talking to God, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm talking to him. And we have a uh, very distinct relationship where it's not necessarily good or bad. It's it's more like a love-hate thing, you know? And to the rest of the world, to uh, the overseers, spectators, if you will, it just looks like a crazy person talking to himself. It really does. Which I don't know if I don't think it's necessarily a good thing, you know, but. You know, when, when it comes down to religious figures and and whatnot, I mean, that's pretty much has been. What happens? I mean, you, you talk about the people Bible. Which is, it's funny though, it's, it's fucking hilarious because people will sit in church 
No, I didn't really like it. Uh, it's it's funny though because the people at church while they're listening scripture, you know, and it's books, of, you know, within the Bible, right? Because the Bible is is made up of books, right? I mean, we can we can agree on that. And these books are basically written by the person that uh, the title of the book, and you know, uh, Ezekiel, whatever. For example. And those people are wrote the book, you know, with the uh, firsthand perspective, right? Their own perspective when they spoke to God and said things happened or did not happen, right? But when you, if you go out into the world and you see a homeless person or somebody that just maybe appears to be homeless, Talking to himself. You know, they're easily written off as a crazy person. Somebody with mental problems, whatnot. Because it's the easy thing to do, right? Because if you don't understand something, your uh, your go-to move, nine times out of ten, is going to be perceiving it as something negative, right? Something bad. And that's going to happen nine times out of ten. And that's something that uh, society and the world does in general. Like, that's kind of like what we do to people, right? As a whole. I mean, if you you think about Jesus and you you think about these these tales told about this man named Jesus Christ, that, you know what? I mean, we can agree on the fact that when you read about it, when you hear about the stories and whatnot, it's just a guy wearing some sandals, or maybe <laughs> maybe somebody showing him any shoes on. Just roaming, just the desert, just walking around the city, you know, preaching, just telling tales about his father, God, and basically whoever's willing to listen gets to hear about why he should join this uh, cult. You know, it's all a cult until they call it a fucking religion, right? I mean, basically. So it was essentially this hippie. This, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine he smelled very good. Probably didn't smell good at all. Probably smelled like asshole. Just walking around, preaching about God. And uh, he was like, hey, let me show you some party tricks, you know? I mean, we've all heard about it, right? We've all heard about the party tricks, about these ridiculous stories about Noah and the ark and uh, the one about the fish that swallowed the man and, you know, Samson or whatever and the giant uh, giant warrior dude and, you know, they're all, you know, they're all very, you know, they essentially be Pixar movies and every single one of them. You know, best-selling films in their own right. But are they true? Is any of it true? I don't know. I guess I don't really have a point speaking on that. Just kind of point that out. Um, but yeah, my, my relationship with God is kind of similar to that. You know, it's kind of similar to um, the, the people that are the titles of the books, you know, um, whenever they spoke to God and they, they said this and that. And, 
you know, I will, I will fucking tell you from firsthand experience that speaking of God isn't all it's cracked up to be. You know, I don't know what it is you think you imagine it would be like. I don't know what it is that you think you, 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 you know, you feel in your head. Maybe something magical that you see that you feel would occur whenever you speak to God, right? I tell you what, speaking of God is a lot like being a crazy person. That's basically what it is. It's like being a crazy person. Think about every crazy person you've ever seen out in public talking to themselves. Right? That's basically what you look like whenever you speak together. Whenever one speaks to God, the man himself, it's like you're a crazy person. You know? And the reason I say that is because, you know what? Who's to say you're actually talking to God? Who's to say that you're not talking to yourself? You know, and that's what it feels like when you speak to God. I can tell you that. You know, as somebody with the ability to speak with God himself, that's what it feels like. I mean, if I ever got asked that question, what does it feel like to talk to God? It must feel amazing. No, the fuck it doesn't. It does not feel amazing. And the first couple of times feels ridiculous because you're like, you know what? I'm talking to myself, but I cannot possibly be talking to myself because I did not think that fucking thought and I did not say that thing that was said. Right? And there lies the difference. You know, in Hollywood, who glamorize the fuck out of it, you know, I think we've all seen movies where the character speaks to God. And it feels so amazing. You know, it's like, uh, it's like the heavens opened up. There's beautiful fucking um, light. There's rainbows or sunshine the clouds open up in such a magical way and everything looks so amazing no that's not uh, what happens whatsoever not not at all not at all like i said first couple of times you speak to god himself it feels like you're talking to yourself and then you start noticing certain certain things that cannot possibly be coming from you you know, and that's the key to when you're different, you have to be able to, to see the, the differences in, in yourself and whatever it is that's happening around you. Because whatever's foreign is not belonging to you. Now, you may ask yourself, how do you know you're talking to God, right? How do you know you're not talking to a ghost or a, a demon or whatever, right? That is a very tricky question. In order to answer that question, I would have to show you different things that I see in my mind, right? Which I'm not even capable of doing. I'm really not. You know, and when it, when I sit here and say that the Christians got it right, that the religious um, zealots got it right, that you need faith. 
that's pretty much the answer to everything, right? His face. Whenever you ask him a fucking question, they possibly could not fucking answer because it's impossible. Impossible to answer. They tell you that you need face, right? Or they probably tell you something that you need to pray more, right? Which aren't bad answers at all because you know what? Essentially, you do need face. You do. The faith to believe that you're not fucking crazy. You know that? And not only can I talk to God himself, though, I can uh, I can talk to the angels around me, you know? Some of us are, are blessed with angels in this world that um, they're guardian angels. They're angelic beings that are around you to guide you, to help you. To help you throughout this journey of, of this fucked up life, this world that we live in. So yeah, my relationship with God is one that I would characterize as loving. Because you know, this isn't my first fucking rodeo. You know, I've been around for a long time. This isn't my first life. Probably won't be anywhere close to my last. Which sucks, you know. It's, you know, you know what's crazy about living so fucking long? You yearn for peace. That's what you yearn for. You yearn for peace in in life. Just in general, right? Because living is exhausting, believe it or not. Anyway, so I'm going to go get something to eat. When we return, we will talk about other shit. I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea what, but we will talk about something, right? Well, we return.